0: Hey guys, it's weird here. It really, it really hurts me to say that I can't, I can't join you. I, it was a decision that I made for you, for the listeners, for the Moneyball players. Mitch Doyle is currently on fire. He is killing it. And until, until that, you know, there's a regression in his current form, I'm going to have to step aside until Mitch, you know, dips, has an Aaron Rodgers-esque Moneyball performance. And I can come back like, you know, Brian Hoyer, Geno Smith, someone like that. Anyway, hi Mitch, jerk.
1: Your hosts. Woot and why. Thank you, Woot, for that intro, but welcome to another episode of the Moneyball Podcast. As you heard at the top of the show from my uh, from my best buddy Woot, it is me and Mitchell Doyle on the line. He's joining us until he doesn't win money on Moneyball. So um <laughs> You know that's that's how it works now. So you know his picks are going to be genuine because he's playing for a, a co-hosting role here. He's uh he's got a win to survive here on the pod. So until he uh until he lucks out and and crashes and burns or has an Aaron Rodgers slump, it's uh it's all over for Doyle. But he's uh he's joining us again,
0: mate. Great to be back. I am the captain now. This is my podcast. <laughs> It's winning me money. I'm going nowhere till I
1: lose. Doyle Phillips, Captain Doyle Phillips, joining you know, us. This is why. This is uh, yes, exactly. Although I think I'd still be the captain. But anyway, you can be uh, the is it? What's the? You know what I meant. What's the? Is there a vice captain on a ship? What is it? It's
0: I don't know. What's first mate? Is that first what it mate. Is? Yeah,
1: that's it. You can be my first Lovely. mate. All right. Well, last week we delivered again, and that's why you're still on the pod. So you hit on McCoy, Murray, Lamar Miller, Gronkowski, and Will Lutz. And then, uh, you're just telling me off air that you switched to Mariota, which is the reason why you, you cashed in hard because a lot of our quarterback picks last week were disastrous. I hit on Kristen Michael, James White, Cameron Meredith, by the way, outscored, um, Alshon. So was on the money there. And, yeah, uh, out. Jimmy, Jimmy Graham did okay for his price and in return investments. So we'll wait and see how we go. So we'll wait and see, uh, with, quarterbacks again this week because uh, we did crash and burn a little bit normally quarterbacks are the easiest to predict so uh, Mm. like Alex Smith was efficient he just they just didn't he didn't throw any touchdowns and that was that was pretty much it so he uh he didn't he completed a lot of his passes but he didn't really need to be you know outstanding to win that game so
0: it was Brian Hoyer-esque it was similar (laughs)
1: Very, very similar. So, like, it wasn't a bad score, but it was just, um, you know, when you need a win, when you need high scores, you need, uh, you need a little bit more production out of the moving mm-hmm. forward. Uh, in regards to this week's money Ball, it's the same, same scenario as every week. We've got plenty of Hail Marys. There's a dollar Hail Mary. There's a free roll Hail Mary. So if you just sign up, um, it's free to play and you can, you can win money. It's free money. It's, it's worth a try. It's fun. No season long commitments. Daily fantasy. There's also the, the uh, $15 Hail Mary that includes every single game with $2,000 guaranteed in the prize pool. And there's plenty of Sunday blitzes and specials for... Uh, th- there's one for the London game this week, and then there's also ones for Sunday night football, Thursday night football, and Monday night football. So there's plenty available. You can also make your own custom... Uh, Groups and leagues. Maybe we should do that going forward with a few of our mates. Just some two-dollar leagues to see who uh, who can you know have the best uh, week this week. I
0: can take all your money. It sounds great. Let's do
1: that. <laughs> all right, let's jump straight into week seven. Carolina and Dallas are on the bye. That is
0: correct.
1: All right, Mitch. Who's your start at quarterback this week?
0: I am surprised by the price of this guy, but Matt Ryan, the MVP of the league, currently still only eight point four k. He's playing the Chargers could have a shootout there, and I love that play. He's the same price as you know guys like Andy Dalton, who who are decent quarterbacks, but you wouldn't say he's having a similar season as Matt Ryan. I don't know what's going on with the price there, but it's great value for me.
1: Yeah, I love that match. I, I think that there's there's a there's a whole range of games this week that are really fantasy friendly. Redskins, Lions, Chargers, Falcons, Raiders, Jags, Buccaneers, and Forty Nine ers are all great fantasy matchups. And I think both the quarterbacks in that matchup are really, really hard to ignore Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers against uh, some some bad defenses there. Should be a high-scoring game. Vegas thinks so. They've got that um, Falcons-Chargers line there at 53.5, the highest uh, total of the week. So they're expecting plenty of points there in that game over in Vegas. Mine is Tom Brady, and the reason... Is, he's just been unstoppable and he's still, because of his suspension, his price hasn't risen yet because he hasn't played, uh, too many games yet. So he's still at a, at a value price and he's just scored through the roof. The last two weeks he scored 27.2 and 29.6. So he's had three touchdowns in each game. He's said 400 yards and 300 yards. He's even had a little bit of rushing yards in, in the first week as well. So you'll take that and he's just unstoppable when he plays a Pittsburgh defense that let, Ryan Tannehill explodes. So I think at his price, you can get, you can get Tom Brady cheaper than, than like Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, and Blake Bortles. And he's a far safer pick. You know that you're going to get at least two touchdowns from him. And uh, I think they've historically owned Pittsburgh as well. He's always played good against Pittsburgh. So I think he's a, he's a value before his price goes up.
0: Yeah. To be honest, actually, like your play, I just couldn't take it because you took it first. But Bill Belichick <laughs> would run up the score on a high school team if he could. Like that, you know, they put the foot
1: in the throat. Yeah. Tom Brady's going for points here. That's it. He's in total fu mode. He doesn't care. So let's uh, we'll wait and see how that pans out. My um, sit this week is Carson Palmer against Seattle. I just, uh, despite what Matt Ryan did in that third quarter uh, against Seattle and 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 led a really good comeback and put them in a, in a spot to win the game. Unfortunately, that the pass interference call sort of put a, a dampener on that match, but. I can't see Carson Palmer having similar success. He's not playing as good as Matt Ryan is right now. He still can't, he doesn't quite look the same as he did last year with his deep passing game and Seattle's defense is legit. And at $8,500, i have just told you, you can get Tom Brady $200 cheaper. So I'm safely avoiding Carson Palmer.
0: Yeah. Look, Carson Palmer, where is the deep ball gone? All my season long fantasy teams are dying here. I've got Floyd everywhere, <laughs> Brown somewhere. It's killing me. It's
1: not fun. You need yeah, Fitzgerald.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, look, I, I was like, well, Fitzgerald, I thought he's decent value, but Floyd was going like round seven and so on my drafts. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was great. I'm an idiot, obviously, but oh well. No, he did okay last <laughs>
1: week. He, uh, he secured that touchdown against the Jets, but yeah, it is tough. <laughs> to, to week to week, it's really tough to, to put him in your lineup.
0: Yeah. So my sit, uh, Drew Brees against Kansas City at 9.3K. But Brees having a great season this year. I'm really enjoying watching him play. I mean, he's always fun to watch, but... It's more about value. We've already mentioned a couple of guys that are cheaper. There's much better value than Breeze away at Kansas City this week. Mm,
1: exactly. My um, contrarian play is Aaron Rodgers, which sounds insane, and we've just mentioned at the top of the show, and Woot mentioned it that he's in a little bit of a slump. He's in a, a little bit of a rut, and we talked about in our main episode during the week just yesterday. So if you haven't checked that out, please... uh you know, head to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, and and have a listen to that. But I look at Aaron Rodgers' history against the Bears, and if you ignore the last start where it was, you know, rainy and windy conditions, and it was part of that time where their offense was in this slump. And all the talk this week is what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers, and we've seen that happen before. And he comes out and explodes. And I think back to his previous fixtures against them, so. The, their first game last year he had 3 touchdowns against them the the last year 2014 he had 6 touchdowns and 0 picks and 300 yards in an absolute shellacking 55 to 14 win he had 42 0 at the first half and then the game before that he had 4 touchdowns and 0 interceptions so he's historically owned the bears and i can see him easily doing it again with all the pressure all the primetime lights, he, he could step up and we could see vintage Aaron Rodgers, but you may not see that at all, and that's why it's a contrarian player.
0: <laughs> you hurt me reminding me of that 6TD game. feels mm. so long ago.
1: It, it was beautiful.
0: It it's was, so, bring uh, it back.
1: It's still so fresh in my mind. He was just, it was one of the best games you'll see from a quarterback.
0: It was, that was one of those, that was one of those games. I'm like, oh, Rogers is the greatest of all time. <laughs> it's on that kind of high, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, if he played like that every week, he was just, and he was just throwing everything deep as well. He wasn't dinking and dunking. He was just savagely just, just killing them.
0: Uh, well, my contrarian play this week, uh, Andy Dalton against the Browns at 8.4k. I know the Bengals aren't really a team to run up scores under Marvin Lewis. They are likely to get ahead and, uh, run the ball, but I feel like, um I don't know, maybe because it has such a slow start, they might want to put some points on here, go for it. Dolphin could throw, you know, three touchdowns, I feel, easily. So not a bad play against the Browns. Anything against the Browns isn't really a bad play, really.
1: Yeah, and the Browns have shown that they can, you know, score themselves and produce points and keep keep teams on their toes a little bit, at least for, for a while. We haven't really seen teams get out to a monstrous lead and just sit on the clock for two quarters. They've... They've managed to rally late and keep things interesting, so you could see that actually happening, and 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 Dalton having to play and play, you know, hard through all four quarters. All right, moving
0: yeah, he on. has I back by the way, it'd be big, big help. that's
1: that's huge, especially in the red zone where they've been just disastrous all year. Yeah. He's he's a huge play for them. Uh, running back start this week. I'm going with Jamal Charles against New Orleans. New Orleans have been just shocking against running backs this year. They're they're the worst team in the NFL in in terms of fantasy. Uh, Running backs, they've allowed 10 touchdowns to running backs this season and I can see that happening. And we saw a little bit of Jamal Charles last week and I think this is the game where they finally start to tilt it more in his favour over Spencer Ware. And at 7,900, he's not overly expensive either. I think uh, this is a really good matchup for the Chiefs to really start to see what they've got with Jamal Charles this season coming off that injury.
0: Yeah, and if you're in a season long too, if you own both of them, I'm pretty comfortable playing Jamal Charles and Spencer Ware this Absolutely. week. Even a money ball, I might play some Spencer Ware. Why
1: not? Exactly. If you, yeah, if you want to double down on that, the only issue is that there's some other matchups that are really enticing as well. Yep. I think your start is is one that um, I think is many people will be playing.
0: I'm cheating again while I'm doing double barreled. My first, my real start is someone who I can't put in my Hell Mary lineup. So if you're getting into the Sunday blitzes and he's fit, Doug Martin at seven point two K against the 49ers is my play of the week if he's fit. That like they um that's 49ers defence. We've just seen it without Navarro Bowman. what they've just let the Sean McCoy do.
1: Yep.
0: All over that. Uh but you know, we won't know till Sunday or Monday morning here. Uh so my real play is DeMarco Murray at premium price, he's nine point five K, but he's playing in and, I mean, you can tell you can tell what's wrong with Indy every week. People know that they're not a great football side. I think Murray, he is this offence. They're going to look to him, and there's points on the board there all day for DeMarco.
1: Yep. The Colts suck. They stink. Uh, <laughs> they I've, said, do. I've expressed many words over many weeks about them, and Lamar, Lamar Miller broke out last week, and DeMarco Murray leaves in bounds better than Lamar Miller, and is in far better form than Lamar Miller. It's far better blocking. he's catching
0: passes. Yep.
1: Far better blocking up front. Taylor Luan's the best left tackle in football, according to PFF at the moment. So, uh, you know, it's, it, all the stars are aligning for DeMarco. He's had a couple of good matchups in a row here. Uh, can really put the foot on it here and, and, uh, it should be a close game, so they'll, uh, be relying on him for a while. Uh, my sit is Lamar Miller. I know he had a great game last week, but it's, you're gone from, Running downhill on the Colts to running uphill against Denver—it's it's a tough it's a tough ask to uh to play against that Denver front seven and at seven thousand eight hundred dollars I'd rather just play Jamal Charles for a hundred dollars dearer or Spencer Ware as you said before uh, at his price I just uh I'm avoiding Lamar Miller it's a it, it's just a much much tougher ask and, and a brutal matchup and it's gonna be a ferocious Denver defense against Brock Osweiler who they really want to in you know, have revenge on. Brennan Marshall today said that they want to kill Brock Osweiler. <laughs> not mincing um, his words.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, uh, shouldn't they be happy Brock Osweiler's gone? Shouldn't they be cheering? Welcome into the town with a parade, like he's not your problem yeah, anymore. Yeah,
1: I know. Or, you know, yeah, like you don't quarterback for us, like roll out the red carpet. But still, I can understand why they want to kill it though. It's It still would be fun to be like, yeah, you suck and you're not part of this defense anymore. You're... you <laughs> You play for the crappy Texans.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Denver run defense isn't as good as it was last year, but, you know, you haven't got someone here who's going to worry them in the passing game. They could probably stack the box if they want to and shut down Texas Texans pretty easily. So I wouldn't play Miller either.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the the Denver defense has allowed 295... Uh, hold on, sorry. 520 rushing yards and four TDs to, to running backs so far this season. If you look at the Colts they've allowed 653 and five touchdowns. So much, uh, much, yeah. there's a big difference there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, my sit this week follows the theme again later, but I can't trust the Steelers at all without uh, Ben Loftusberger. Not many produced last year without him there. So I'm sitting Le'Veon Bell at 9.1k against New England. I just, I can't see the Steelers doing anything in this game.
1: Yep. I agree. It's uh how lucky in New England. Don't start me. Uh, just get to play. They got to play the uh, Steelers last year without Le'Veon Bell, and they get to play the Steelers this year without Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, they, they're walking on sunshine there. Uh, my contrarian player this week is Giovanni Bernard versus Cleveland at $6,000. I like his value, and I like the matchup. I think he can uh, he can generate some uh, some points there, especially in, in the receiving game. Not only have Cleveland allowed five... You know touchdowns to to rushing to running backs. They've also allowed two through the air and and uh, nearly two hundred yards as well. And Giovanni Bernard's one of the best dual threat running backs in the in the NFL. So I don't mind him at six thousand dollars. I think he'll outscore Jeremy Hill, and I think he'll uh, he'll get plenty of touches, especially in half point PPR. It's uh, mm. those running backs that can catch a goal.
0: He he's kind of taken Jeremy Hill's job. At this point,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: fully, but he, he is to me he's the lead back there at the moment, and I think it's a great play. Yep. Uh, for me, so my first one again, this is I've got two because I'm cheating. Attached to Doug Martin earlier, I've attached the Sunday Blitz play, Jacques Rogers at 4.1k against the 49ers. So yep. Doug Martin's out, that's a good play. It could be a good play even with Doug Martin in, really, at that price,
1: especially against that, that defense. You're right, it, it, they may just ease ease Doug Martin back in, so yeah.
0: Yeah, And but my other Australian play is James Wright against the Steelers at 4.9k. We've seen it a lot. Tom Brady, when he's fifth, he loves that swing or wheel route, you know, and the opposing 10 to score a touchdown. It's essentially like a, a free touchdown for him, you know, a passing touchdown, and he loves it. He did it twice to James Wright last week. Mm. Nice little value play, I think.
1: Yeah, he loves throwing to running backs. I, I think... I would I would love to see the actual breakdown. I reckon he'd be up there with Alex Smith in terms of passes to running backs. It would be um it'd be pretty high. I think that they use their running backs in a similar way in New England and and uh, Kansas City. But James White's proven that he's not a fluke, and it might be a little bit tough for Dion Lewis when he gets back because James White. It's hard to really to knock him. He's actually even run the ball quite well than better than I've yeah, ever seen as well. So. Anyway, we'll move on to the wide receiver position. You just cheated a little bit there with a couple of starts for the running back. I've done the same with wide receiver. I men- I've mentioned all these matchups. It's just unbelievable how many great matchups there are. So you've got an embarrassment of riches here. So there's going to be a wide variety of, of um, lineups in Hail Mary this week, which is going to be fun and uh, very, very interesting. Uh, I like Alan Hearns versus Oakland at 6,500. We know how bad Oakland are against the pass. They're involved in all these shootouts each and every week or just allowing a lot of points like they did last week. So I think he'll have a good matchup. And Alan Hearns is ticking along quite nicely. He hasn't found the end zone as much as we'd hoped compared to last year. Obviously, that regression was coming. But uh, he's a guy that I think could see the end zone this week. And, you know, Alan Robinson is a great player as well. I think if you can get one of those guys in your lineup, it, it, it'll be beneficial for you. Um, The other start is Anquan Bolden against Washington at 5900 as well. Again, all the Detroit running backs, uh, wide receivers, even Golden Tate could be a good play this week, but Anquan Bolden still underneath $6,000. Found the end zone a few times and looks to be... Especially if Eric Ebron's out, he sort of plays that tight end role up the seam in the middle of the field. I think he could have a big day against Washington's defense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Bolden, yeah, he really has to become a bit of a, t- a hybrid tight end now. I'm so surprised why he's rolled this season.
1: Yeah, very like Quincy Inunua, Um And it's, it fits his body shape and, and his skill set now and what he brings to the table perfectly. And he's a he's a great fit. That was a really good signing for Detroit. It's paid dividends.
0: It was. It's killing me as a Packers fan. I'm, I'm sick of seeing other teams in my division be, get improved. They're all approving. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, my start of the week: AJ Green against the Browns, nine k. Still, still not top priced. When AJ Green gets, a, we see it when he gets an easy matchup. Dalton likes feeding him. There's no other weapons on this offense at the moment. Really outside of Giovanni Bernard, it's so easy for me to see Green scoring twenty points plus this week.
1: Yeah, he uh, when he's on, he's on. It's it's just big, big games, and you know, even last week it was. Considered a down game, he had six receptions for 88 yards. So, like, that's a down game. Like, if yeah, that's if yeah. that's your floor for him, then yeah, I'll take that. Like, if that's what you're gonna, the worst possible performance at nine thousand dollars, I'll happily take that. My um, sits Brandon Marshall against Baltimore at seven thousand six hundred. I'm avoiding sort of all wide receivers in this matchup. I'm not expecting too many points. It's a bit of a slog fest and Vegas. Agrees they've got the uh, total at 42, one of the lowest. If not the lowest, second lowest. So apart from Minnesota and Philly in terms of their uh, projections in game totals. So that's a matchup. And there's a crazy stat about Ryan Fitzpatrick targeting Brandon Marshall. Like, I've just lost it, but it was something like he's only—it's been I think five or six interceptions to one touchdown this year. So that's that's not ideal at all.
0: Yeah, the loss of Eric Decker is killing that offense. It wasn't looking good anyway. With Fitzpatrick was always going to. Decline after last year. He was never going to have that interception luck again. But it's not helping Brandon Marshall's cause whatsoever.
1: No, exactly. And uh, yeah, they're just struggling without without Eric Decker. Like it, it just means that Quincy and isn't that third guy that can be a mismatch for you. That he's mm. out there playing, and he's not quite good enough to be a, a wide receiver too yet. He's just not there.
0: Well, he, he wasn't on the out. Hasn't been playing on the outside. He kind of struggled to get involved last week until they were down.
1: Mm, exactly.
0: Um, My seat, I'm not going to go into it much, but 9.5K for Antonio Brown without Big Ben, you're kidding yourself. Don't do it. Yeah, really. Simple.
1: Yep. (laughs) It's very, very simple. What's your contrarian play?
0: This one, okay. I keep picking Packers. I really shouldn't, but I've got one Packer this week. I've I've got back to one. I've got Ty Montgomery against the Bears at 4.5K. We've got James Starks out. We've got Eddie Lacey likely out. We've got Niall Davis on the roster with two days' practice. Tom Montgomery is probably the lead back The <laughs> back is on Thursday.
1: You reckon it won't be Niall Davis? who could be a really had... sneaky fantasy player, by the way. He could be
0: Niall Davis, could be?
1: Yeah, could be.
0: He's definitely been more bust play, but um, he he's only done special team training so far, so he hasn't even worked with the offense yet. So we'll see how that goes. Because McCarthy's so conservative, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ty and a lot of Randall Cobb in the backfield, but we saw Tom Montgomery in the backfield last week, and he had 12 targets and 10 receptions and again, three rushes. Yeah. If that's, you know, what he had last week when he, when he was just, he was the third down back compared to what he could be this week, I think you might see a lot of him in
1: this game. Yeah. I like Ty Montgomery this week. I, I agree. I think that's a really good play. Uh, by the yeah, way, that right. Adams
0: is out
1: too. Devante's out. Yeah.
0: Wow. So is what, what the third-choice wide receiver
1: and the second-choice running back? Mm. I, uh, I, got, I got on the Bears at plus nine and a half on Monday when the Lions originally came out. It's down to about seven now. It's
0: a good play. It is. I'm not confident.
1: Uh, that's that, by the way. Ryan Fitzpatrick's got a passer rating of 46 when targeting Brandon Marshall. Oh. He's 27 of 60 for 433 yards, two touchdowns wow. and five interceptions. So not, not a good connection at all this season and at his price. Oh. yeah, and
0: Marshall turned um he turned one of those picks into a touchdown too.
1: Exactly. So at seven point six yeah. I'd rather uh some of these contrarian players. I really like the uh San Francisco matchup. I'll kind of cheat here and mention my tight end contrarian as well. I think I'll either have Adam Humphreys at either four point he's at four point nine thousand or Cameron Brate at five point four thousand. I'll either have one of them in a lot of my lineups with Vincent Jackson going on IR, I think you'll see an increased role from Humphreys or Brait I think they'll uh, I'll split some of those targets obviously Mike Evans is going to be an absolute beast this week as well if if you want a must start as well he's another guy um, you can consider but I think Adam Humphreys has played really well in the slot's been a safety blanket for for Winston on third down and has kind of been like a Cole Beasley type player and then Cameron Brait's been an absolute red zone target and they wouldn't have released Safarian Jenkins if they didn't know what they had there in Cameron Brayton and they obviously have the full confidence in him, so they're two guys that I'm considering as a contrarian player in that matchup because I think it's going to be a uh, easy Buccaneers win. And the other guy, I'm going back to Cameron Meredith again at five thousand one hundred against Green Bay, whose defense I thought was pretty good, but when I looked at <laughs> the fantasy points against, they're ranked first against wide receivers. So yeah. I think uh, now with Sam Shields going on IR, which which sucks, um, unfortunately, he's a he's a good player and, and fun to watch. It, it, that that hurts. And Cameron Meredith has proven to be a, just a target machine with Brian Hoyer at quarterback.
0: Yeah, and you've got to remember as well that Demarius Randall has uh, has corn issues and so does Rollins. So, you know, this could be a pretty beat-up Green Bay secondary and Meredith's getting a lot of targets. I like that play. Adam Humphries and Cameron Bright, by the way, I had a look at it earlier this week. Brake's a more likely downfield, downfield receiver with his targets compared to Humphreys, and Jackson was getting quite a few downfield looks. Yep. So I think Brake might be the guy I'm going for in that. Yep. I kind of feel like, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, I think so. When you, when you're chasing touchdowns, especially from tight ends, he's only $5,400. So, uh, speaking of tight ends, who's your, uh, must start this week?
0: Tight ends was hard for me this week. I like your contrarian. Other than that, I kind of struggled, but I'm going for a guy who's still a little underpriced, and I'm going, uh, Jimmy Graham against the Cardinals. At some point, this Seahawks offense is going to, is going to put 30 on somebody. Yep. It, you know, it happens every year. They go start slow and they start blowing teams off the park. And Jimmy Graham's the number one receiver in there now, in my opinion. Really good price. He kind of, he's scoring about 10 a week now, even without the touchdown. So you're not going to lose out if he doesn't score a touch, catch a touchdown pass. Pretty safe play.
1: Yep. Uh, last week I had Jimmy Graham and you had Rob Gronkowski. This week you've got Jimmy Graham and yeah. I've got Rob Gronkowski. So we're doing a, Bit of a split. The reason I put Gronk in, and it's it's like you know, wow, I'm really going out on a limb here. I just think <laughs> if, if you're playing Tom Brady, who's my must start at quarterback this week, I really like to to handcuff that. I think it's do or die. Um, and if you if you're gonna do or die with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, you're more likely to do rather than die. And I'd rather just go down with a sinking ship. If 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 Brady and Gronk pull up an absolute stinker, then it's it's very very rare. So I think it's just a safe play to to mix Gronk and Brady together, it means that you're a little bit hamstrung at at other prices and other positions, and that's why a lot of my must-start wide receivers were sort of a few cheaper options because if you've got Gronk and Brady in your lineup, you're going to have to have a lot of, you know, at least two cheapies at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I'm just glad I played Gronk last week. He went up 700000 this week. so yeah. $700, sorry. It
1: may as well He's be $700,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, who is your sit for tight end this week?
0: We can kind of double barrel these. We're kind of we're sitting the same matchup. Yep. <laughs> I'm sitting Zach Ertz against Vikings at five point five k. He's not. He's not the end we thought he'd be in this offense this year. And that Vikings defense. Yeah. No. Thank you.
1: Exactly. Uh, at one point last week, I was questioning whether he was actually on the field. I, I was like, I think I tweeted, "Does Zach Ertz, Ertz exist?" Because he was just missing. It was. Um, it was just really weird, especially. In a game where they were down, and I thought there was going to be a lot of passes to Zach Ertz, and then I finally did see him on the telly, and he dropped a sitter, uh, and I thought, oh boy. So I, I, I agree with that play. My uh, my sit is Kyle Rudolph in the, on the other side of the team. Uh, Philadelphia's been stout against tight ends this season, so I uh, I think that they're uh, they're a good play this week. They haven't allowed too many yards or touchdowns to tight ends this year. Jim Schwartz' defenses. Locking them up. Although Kyle Rudolph is a, a really good target for Sam Bradford, this is a this is a tough ask. And with Stefan Diggs back playing and Adam Thielen kind of um, having a bit of a breakout, and even Cordell Patterson playing well for Minnesota, I can see targets going elsewhere on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, um, I've mentioned... I don't know. I just don't see many points in that matchup. I don't know what it is.
1: No, I think it's going to be a bit of a uh, an old-fashioned street fight with uh, yeah. with, with those defenses. So. Be interesting to see how Wentz handles that Vikings defense. That's going to be an interesting watch. Um, I've already named my contrarian. So who's your, who's your contrarian at tight end? It's your boy, Jack
0: Doyle. Oh, Titans. 4.5k. He's nice and cheap.
1: Can't wait for his Hall of Fame induction in 2025. (laughs) The, the Jack Doyle. He's a, he really is a jack of all trades though. Can block, can pass. Cut, can pass, protect, run block. He's a red zone weapon. He 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 really is underrated for just a a white local guy. He's not a hugely athletic guy, but he just does everything right. And he's a he's a guy that you'll yeah you'll see plenty of snaps. He'll be on the field a lot.
0: You sold him for me, yeah. Like with with um, Dwayne Allen out, Dorset a little banged up, Moncrief not back yet. He's, you know he's going to get some targets yeah. in a team that's always chasing
1: points. Oh, always, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on, defensive time. I've, I really struggle with defenses this week. Um, yeah. Because I'm playing Brady and Gronk in a lot of my lineups, it's tough to be like go expensive. So I I try to look at the cheap options, and I keep coming back to the Giants. I know Case Keenum had his Joe Montana game last week and was lights out for them, but I can't see him doing that two weeks in a row. That was just a fluke game. And, and Detroit's defense is really, really bad. I think... They're one of the worst. The Colts' defense is bad. The Detroit and India could really... It's a pity they played in Week 1, and if they played again, it could have been an even higher shootout um, in Week 5 or 6. But uh, I think the Giants could uh, contain Case Keen and maybe get a, a takeaway or two, maybe a couple of sacks. So they're at 4,100 against uh, against uh, the Rams. My only concern with that is it is in London, and those games normally have a little bit of points.
0: Yeah, you're right. Um, Teams tend to uh, struggle over there defensively. Yep. Um, So my first defense choice, I was thinking doing the Bengals, but I picked too many Bengals. I don't like putting all my eggs in the team's basket like that. Mm -hmm. They're pretty cheap at 4.3. But I've gone out on a limb here and I'm taking the Bucks, even without all their defensive line, against Colin Kaepernick and hoping they get a couple picks, maybe a pick six. at 4K. Yep.
1: I just mentioned the uh, the Colts and... uh... Uh, Detroit, the the Colton Lions defenses. I just went on Football Outsiders, DVOA, uh, 32nd is Detroit, 31st is Indy. So they are confirmed (laughs) as the two worst defenses in uh, in the NFL, um, which is unbelievable. Who who would you say would be the worst team in the NFL right now?
0: I was going to say Miami last week, right? But now it's really hard. You, You guys are close.
1: Yeah. Well, 32nd ranked team on DVOA is the Jets. Apparently they're the worst team in football, even ahead of Cleveland are one spot ahead of them at thirty-one. So
0: I just can't say Cleveland are the worst. I know they've got the worst record, but I, I just I enjoy what they're doing too much. Yeah. They're finding ways to get Terrell Pryor involved. They're really getting stuck in, like
1: yeah, they're they're competitive. Maybe it's the Jets. Yeah, I it could be the Jets. Um, and Houston's very low as well. They're at thirty, even though they beat my team. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Football. It's football outsiders are ripping on the Texans hard this year, so I'm all ar- I'm all around football oh, outsiders. Good. I'm loving it. All right, kicker. Um, I am... Uh,
0: one, thing on defense, one more thing. Yeah. So I want to keep an eye on that they're, they're pretty cheap. 4.8K for the Seahawks. Not saying this week, but keep your eye on that. That's a great price.
1: Yeah, they are pretty pretty good. They Even last week, they scored eight points against the Falcons. So you're not going to face too many better offenses than that. I do like um, the Patriots at 5,000 against Landry Jones, who's awful. Um, so if you can afford yeah. the Patriots, um, that's, not, that's not a bad option for you. Uh, all right, Agreed. moving on to kicker. I'm actually rolling the dice with Roberto Aguire at $4,000 against San Francisco. There's going to be a lot of points, a lot of extra points. Hopefully he kicks them. Um, but um, <laughs> two weeks ago when I won a Hail Mary, it was on the back of Roberto Aguayo kicking a winning field goal. So I'm going to roll the dice with Roberto again. Uh, I hope he can turn his little slump around and... Uh, Lead me to victory again.
0: Yeah, I am rolling out uh, the same bloke as last week. Will Lutz didn't let me down. Yeah. He's four K at, at uh, Kansas. Yeah, and I mean, I backed Drew Brees to move the ball, but I'm hoping the, the the Chiefs' defense can kind of stop them. So you know, maybe a couple of long range field goals. We'll see how we go. But I like he scored eleven last week, so why wouldn't I wouldn't roll him again.
1: Yeah, he did. He did pretty well. It was. Uh, it was. Uh... He's, it's a funny guy, Will Lutz. I'm glad there's a guy with Lutz, with the surname Lutz in the NFL. I just think it's it feels so right. I, I don't know why, but it's just it's such a weird, weird weird surname coming from a guy whose surname is Y, but anyway.
0: Yeah, and it's Will with one L. I just realized that, so that's a thing.
1: Oh, boy. am <laughs> not sure if I can get around him anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I like that Will with that's one L. That's a
1: huge issue for me. That's I'm very concerned about that. I don't like that at all. That's a concern. All right, it is a concern. <laughs> it's a legitimate concern. Uh, last thoughts on uh, this week's slate before we wrap things up.
0: Oh, there's there's a lot of good matchups, as you said. But I think it's a week you can probably spend up at quarterback, spend up a little bit of running back. And there's so many good value wide receivers this week that save a bit of cash there. And spend everywhere else. Maybe you can afford a good defense if you if you saving up saving up a wide receiver. A wide receiver is three of the positions in the end.
1: Yeah, I'm just taking like the secondary options in a lot of these teams that are involved in those games that I mentioned to you. So like I didn't even yeah. mention players like Terrell Williams would be a good play this week. Muhammad Sanu, Jamison Crowder. I mentioned Anquan Bolden. Um, even like Jeremy Curley could be a good option in that Bucks. Mm. The Bucks defense is a little bit of a sieve as well if Colin Kaepernick can. You know, take another step forward after his performance last week. So there's plenty of really cheap options at wide receiver. You got to roll the dice. It, uh, a lot of risk reward, but that's the fun part about GPPs is you roll the dice on some of these obscure. Like the guy that won them last week, he, he played Kenny Britt in his lineups and it paid dividends.
0: Yeah, he was brilliant in the week longs. I mean, who saw that coming? Genius
1: bloke, that guy. Yeah, unbelievable. Genius or just incredibly fluky, which is part of the fun of DFS and part of the lure of it is that you know if you you play Kenny Britt in week three and it burns, you play him in week six and it leads you to victory. You, you're not attached to it. You can just pick mm. up pick up the lip and cash in and and go again. So that's all part of the fun. All right, Doyle, good luck. Uh, we may have you on next week, depending on the results, so we'll wait and see. I'm if... not
0: feeling good. I'm not feeling good. You said
1: that last week, and it paid off all right, so we'll wait and see how it goes off. Uh, before we let you go, where can people find your, I don't know, musings and thoughts on things?
0: Um, if you want to cry about Packers with me, at mhd08 on Twitter. I'm kind of losing it over here. <laughs> but, yeah, please, come consult me. Talk well, about can... McCarthy out if you want.
1: You cannot... Honestly, talk to me about how bad it well, is. Look, At least not, you're winning games.
0: I, I get it. I get it. I sound like a privileged Winger. I've got a great team that are having a couple of bad weeks or a bad year and a half. I get it. But I go to the NFL. I've been an NFL fan for a long time. I go there to sit, get away from my shitty Aussie sports teams that let me down all the time to win games. It's yeah. killing me.
1: Yeah, your terrible um, <laughs> NRL teams, the Brisbane Broncos. Please. Oh, look. Look. Please. <laughs> please not
0: just, not just them wow. uh, look the broadcast of one in 10 years i'm a tortured soul mate I'm
1: okay tortured. oh but who are we like you know we're complaining like you went from Favre <laughs> to rogers i went from Manning to luck and we're whining meanwhile like jet supporters and brown supporters that are listening to this podcast are just like you know probably got our photos on dartboards and just hammering it just uh yeah we're we are a little bit sooky. it's just because we're so used to Having it so easy, so when it's not there, it's it's tough to get over. But uh yeah,
0: and when you've got a good quarterback, it's even worse wasting it. I think when you when you've got a crappy team, you're like, oh well, this is what we are. Mm. When you've got Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers, and you're wasting years of their career,
1: yeah, that's depressing. At least with the Browns, you can be like, all right, well, at least we're building it or something. And it's interesting to see how they build it. And the off seasons are really fun, really interesting. With the Colts, it's like nothing. It's just yeah, how many more years are we going to waste Andrew Luck? It's prime.
0: I'm having flashbacks to the Seahawks game twenty fourteen where we choked it away with that onside kick way more than I should be having them. That's because we suck now. Yeah. It's
1: killing me. I get you. I have nightmares. Of, have I have nightmares on Mike Vanderjet, so we'll uh we'll leave it with that. Uh as always you can follow me on Twitter at J Y N F L, the guy who opened the show very uh I don't know what mood he was in. I can't really describe it. But you can follow him on Twitter, at Woot, etc. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Woot and Wine. You can follow Moneyball at moneyball.com.au. And, yeah, please sign up and play today. No season-long commitments. DFS, it's fun. There's not many weeks to go, 10 weeks to go. You can join a free roll and give that a go. Peace out.